Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Ah! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish is upset. Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Good! Alike Okunpawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame. 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTradio.com, the free WSBT radio app. Big time agents. Now here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Feed on 960 AM WSBT. Streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on the free WSBT radio app. Seven minutes after five o'clock on this Thursday, November the 17th of 2022. I'm looking through three windows in my studio in order to look to the outside. And it sure looks like we might have some snow flurries back in the air. Nothing like they are seeing and going to see in Buffalo, New York, where they are having a major lake effect storm. Before it's all said and done, six feet of snow. Unbelievable. Was in Buffalo for the first time over the summer. The first ever Buffalo wing was at a restaurant there in Buffalo. We actually went to that place. And I'm telling you, those wings were out of this world amazing. The first place to ever have wings should have wings that you're like, oh, my gosh. And they were absolutely unbelievable. Well, there might be plenty of wings to go around because not too many people are going to be getting out up in Buffalo. In fact, this afternoon, the National Football League moved the Buffalo Bills home game against the Cleveland Browns from Buffalo to Ford Field in Detroit. So the Browns and Bills Bills will get out of the snow in Buffalo and they will meet in Detroit Saturday at 1 o'clock. So it was going to be a tough go with the snow. It sounded like it was going to be windy on Sunday for that Bills-Browns game. So the polar opposite, so to speak. They will play indoors at Ford Field on Saturday. Well, we are banking on some wintry-like weather here in South Bend for Notre Dame-Boston College. I don't think we're going to have to deal with the type of snow they're dealing with in Buffalo. We might have a couple of snow flurries here But that's about it. Just going to be bitterly cold, it looks like, on Saturday. We'll get to that storyline coming up in a couple of moments. Marcus Freeman, the head coach of the Fighting Irish, talked about weather preparation earlier today. So we'll get to that in just a few moments. We've got our Twitter question of the day ready to go as we 
allow you to figure out what might happen in this Notre Dame-BC game on Saturday. The National Football League Week 11 kicks off tonight right here on WSBT Radio. Fun matchup, the Tennessee Titans at Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. We'll pick some winners this weekend in the National Football League. The My Five today, the five keys for the Irish offense to get the job done against the Boston College defense on Saturday. In the 6 o'clock hour, we will update my Notre Dame opponent rankings from 12 to 1. A look back at a couple of basketball games last night involving Mike Bray's Irish and also Neil Ivey's ninth-ranked Fighting Irish. Some interesting developments from those two games. We'll dig into those games and hear from Mike Bray coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. And we will wrap up the show with a sports wagering segment. Went 3-1 and one last night. We swept the two Notre Dame basketball wagers from last night's program. We'll see if we can build on some success from Wednesday during tonight's segment. Plenty to get to football and basketball conversation as we start Budweiser's weekday sports beat on this Thursday with our first pitch. The first pitch of the first pitch of the night. And we are ready for the first pitch. Into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Let's talk first about the Notre Dame football team. Today was the final chance to hear from head coach Marcus Freeman before Notre Dame comes out of the tunnel one final time at Notre Dame Stadium in 2022. They will take on the 3-7 Eagles of Boston College. 2.30 kick on Saturday right here on WSBT Radio. Our pregame coverage will start at 8 a.m., and conclude with the official Notre Dame football postgame show immediately after the game. Let's talk injuries right off the bat. First off, let's focus on Notre Dame safety, Brandon Joseph. He's been dealing with an ankle injury. He did not play last week in Baltimore against the United States Naval Academy. On Monday, Marcus Freeman called Joseph doubtful. And Marcus Freeman today continued with that storyline safety. Brandon Joseph doubtful for the game due to that nagging ankle injury. Linebacker Jack Kaiser had a really good game against Navy. He tweaked an ankle, didn't practice on Sunday, back on the practice field Tuesday. He is probable against Boston College. Tyler Buckner, the Irish starting quarterback to begin the year, injured in game two against Marshall, needed Surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, and we knew he was going to miss the rest of the season. Hopefully, he'll be ready to go for spring practice. Marcus Freeman offered an update on what Tyler Buckner is up to right now, a few weeks removed from that left shoulder surgery. You know, he's practicing, doing some individual stuff, not not wearing pads and stuff like that, but he's participating in, in parts of practice and in other parts of practice. He's, uh, you know, doing some rehab stuff. All right, so that's a good sign the last time Marcus offered an update on Tyler. Wasn't throwing the football yet, even though it was a non-throwing shoulder injury. Try to throw the football. There's going to be some worries about that shoulder that had the surgery. So it takes a little time, but now it sounds like he is making progress toward being ready to go for spring practice next year. So that's the update on Irish quarterback 
Tyler Buckner. Now to the guys that are going to be out on the field on Saturday taking on Boston College. It is senior day at Notre Dame Stadium, and one of the guys that will for sure be be playing his last game at Notre Dame Stadium is Notre Dame offensive lineman Jared Patterson. Starting center for a couple of years, moved to left guard this season. You might recall near the end of fall camp, suffered an injury that affected him in the Ohio State game and in the early portion of the season. And hearing Marcus Freeman talk about Patterson today, it sounds like he has been dealing with more than that one injury throughout this 2022 campaign. And you know what? He's not missing snaps. He's out there helping his football team dominate in the run game. Yeah, I mean, I would say J-Pat, the best way to describe him is the ultimate Iron Man. Um, just a guy that has battled injuries, um, multiple injuries, even before I got here. But, you know, has continued to um, sacrifice his body, continued to work, and, and then plays the game at such a high level. Um, he's, he, till, till this day, he's not 100%. Um, he's been injured all season, but he just goes out there and he practice plays and, and you know, he could easily be a guy that says, you know what, I'm not going to play. I'm going to wait to the NFL and I'm going to save my body. And he doesn't. He sacrifices his body for this university and this football program. So, um, again, I'm forever in debt to, to Jared Patterson. He's a great captain, a great leader for our program. You know, the frustration he showed after Marshall is is what is expected by any competitor that loses a game you don't feel like you should lose. And, uh, um you know, he is a, a great leader, and he, uh, you know, was emotional after a tough loss, and, and but he's also a guy that uh, can, can raise the play of others and raise the mentality of others, and, and that's important. That's what leaders do. Leaders make other people better, and that's what Jared Patterson is. Marcus Freeman on Jared Patterson. Again, you can tell there this guy has been dealing with some injuries this year, but he's out there helping his football team get better, helping his team win seven of the last eight since that 0-2 start, and that was after the Marshall game in which Patterson was visibly, visibly boy, I'm having trouble talking today, visually upset after that game, but he has stuck it out. Michael Mayer, Isaiah Foskey, players with opportunities to be drafted very high in the 2023 NFL draft, they have stuck around. We've had these conversations a month ago about is there any point where these three say, you know what, that's enough, i got to protect myself. I give them a lot of credit. If they would have walked away at some point to prepare for the NFL draft, I would not have blinked. I would have wished them well. I understand the business side of this game, the fact that they have stayed. Credit to them, wanting to continue to put on that Notre Dame helmet be with their teammates, coached by this coaching staff. Again, it would have been easy to walk away, easy being just saying the heck with this, but they stuck it out, and here they are. Now, will they stick around for a non-playoff slash New Year's Six Bowl game? Again, can't blame them if they say that's it, but we've been very lucky for Patterson, Mayor, Foskey to continue putting on that helmet for this Fighting Irish football team. Marcus Freeman clarified his new policy for senior day activities in the past. 
It seemed like the senior day announcements went on and on. Sometimes you had guys with multiple senior days. Well, Marcus Freeman has tried to, I don't know if simplify senior day is the right way of putting it, but the number of people that are going to be recognized is going to be less. Those that need to be recognized, deserve to be recognized, will be recognized. Marcus clarified his senior day policy earlier today during his Zoom call with the Fighting Irish Media. You know, at the beginning of the year, um, I wanted the guys that planned on this being their last year to just say, hey, this is my last year. I'm going to be a senior because we do some different things with our seniors throughout the season um, in terms of fall camp, in terms of, you know, recognizing them in different ways. And so, um, you know, there's a couple, there's one or two guys that, that have an option after the season, um, after they get their NFL grade reports, uh, if they decide to come back or not, they don't have to. You know, what I don't want them to do is to not participate in senior day and then decide to go to the NFL, you know. And so if there's a, a possibility of this being your last year of playing football, I want you to be a part of senior day. And, and those will be the guys that will uh, be recognized on Saturday. So it sounds like there's going to be right around 25 players recognized before Saturday's game and something that will be a little different under Marcus Freeman compared to Brian Kelly and other coaches. The Notre Dame football team will be on the field during senior day ceremonies because he wants the players there to celebrate with the seniors. So that'll be a little different look at Notre Dame Stadium on senior day. And finally, the weather for this matchup. Well, according to my good friend Abby, Abby Wepler, News 22 meteorologist, her latest forecast for Saturday is as follows. Partly sunny skies, a 20% chance of snow during the afternoon. The high temperature has dropped a little bit from yesterday. Yesterday, the high was 30. Now the high temperature is 26, a low of 18. And they have now also added to the forecast the wind chill is expected to be between 5 and 15 degrees. So it is going to be a little bit brisk on Saturday at Notre Dame Stadium. So again, high of 26, wind chill, 5 to 15 degrees. Here's Marcus Freeman on preparing his football team for the cold weather and also making sure some of his guys from warm weather are ready for what they're going to walk into Saturday at Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, you embrace it. The first thing I told him Tuesday, I was like, we're practicing outside. And it's a prep, prepare your mind for it. We're going outside until we practice all day Tuesday outside. Yesterday was just going to be a little bit too wet. I wanted to stay outside all week, but um, yesterday because of the snow, it was just too wet. So I wanted to get good work. So on a third down day and, you know, the things we had to work on yesterday, we decided to go inside. Um, and then today we'll be back outside. So, again, it's just understanding that it's we're going to practice outside. We're going to play outside dress warm and go play you know if you dress appropriately it won't be a uh, an issue if you try to be a tough guy there's no such thing as cold tough guys you know and that's what i told him you better be a warm tough guy and so make sure you dress appropriately and go practice and go play i like that there's no such thing as a cold tough guy be a warm tough guy 
That's an excellent way of stating it. Marcus Freeman, head coach of the Fighting Irish. Well, we're expecting a little wind on Saturday. It's going to be cold. So you tell me this. If it's going to be in the 20s with a wind chill, 5 to 15, it's going to be a little windy. It's going to be cold. Maybe a couple of snow flurries in the air. One team can run the heck out of the football. One is the worst in college football at trying to run it. Run defense, Notre Dame in the top half of the country. The other team is in the bottom half. You kind of put two and two together. Notre Dame favored by 21 over Boston College on a day in which running the football is your best way to probably succeed. Considering the weather, advantage with a bold check mark to Marcus Freeman's Fighting Irish. I mean, BC averages 61 rushing yards per game. Now, sacks hurt them, 39 sacks for over 300 yards lost. That's a major factor, but this team is having a lot of difficulties running the football while Notre Dame, outside of Stanford and Navy, during this winning streak, they're rushing for 200 yards rather easily. And I would expect that to take place again on Saturday against Boston College. So that's the latest on this Notre Dame-BC game from Notre Dame Stadium Saturday at 2.30 here on WSBT Radio. Last night for the Irish men's basketball team, Mike Bray's squad defeated Southern Indiana 82 to 70. Up by 21 in the second half, the Eagles got to within eight. Notre Dame settled for a 12-point victory over a pretty good Southern Indiana basketball team for Mike Bray. Kind of enjoyed not having a nail-biter last night. You know, I'm mentally preparing us for a hard games, and um, uh, but I thought we did a great job building. You're right, they put a little bit on us, but I thought we, you know, kind of responded and didn't have to get to game situations. Um, and, and one of the things we talked about is. You know, you you, you, sh- you you talk about other teams in the league. Like we got to keep our nose clean. We you know we got to you know can you know I, I went into the scouting yesterday and I said, did Boston College and Florida State handle their business last night? No. Oh, all right. Well, we got to handle our business. Let's handle our business. And we got one more. We get through that, and then we get we need a little bit of rest because these guys are logging it. We need a little bit of rest over the weekend, and then tune it back up for next next week. Now, last night's ball game, Trey Wirtz led the way with 20 points. Nate Lashevsky, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Dane Goodwin, 14 points. Cormac Ryan, 13. And J.J. Starling with 10. Defensively, Southern Indiana struggle in the first half, shooting 34% from the field, including only two of nine from the three-point line. Second half, they got rolling a little bit better. 48% from the field, 5 of 12 for 41% from the three-point line. And USI outscored Notre Dame in the second half, 45-40. But the Irish pick up the 12-point victory to move 2-3. We talked earlier in the week, Mike Bray joking that his assistant coach, Anthony Solomon, who talks and works with the defense, was a little grumpy after the first couple of games. I would have to think he was a little happier last night. We were pretty good, so he didn't have to get salty. And you know, we had, 
got up and down a little bit, and I thought we were more engaged. I think you know this group knows. You know, kind of show them some stuff on video. You got older, sharp guys who played a lot. Here's where we. And your field goal percentage defense down there more around 40 is a little more manageable. But, uh, you know, I am impressed with how we share the ball and we calmly play together and how we get to the foul line and use that as a weapon. Um, you know, uh, for the most part, just to keep them in, keep them around six, seven, three point shots. You know, it's been pretty good for us. And, you know, impressed with. Everybody, but these two guys have been just fabulous. You know, when you look at the improvement and how they changed and the confidence they're playing with. And the two guys he was referencing were sitting beside him in the press conference. Trey Wirtz, who had 20, Nate Leshevsky 18 and 10. And by the way, the Irish shot it very well from the free throw line. Again, 82%, 23 of 28. The Irish will take on Lipscomb. At Purcell Pavilion tomorrow night, 7 o'clock here on WSBT Radio. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30. The ninth-ranked Irish women's basketball team won in Evanston over Northwestern, 92-58. Interesting game. I'm trying to remember. I've been here since December of 98 covering the Irish. I don't recall a Notre Dame women's basketball player being ejected from a game until last night. Now, there might be... A time or two that I don't remember, but nothing stands out. Olivia Miles, the All-American, was involved in a second quarter situation in which three Northwestern players left the bench and were ejected. Technicals were handed out, including Miles, who was trying to help a teammate. And then in the third quarter, Miles was in a verbal, I don't want to say confrontation. They were having a conversation she got a second technical and was ejected from the ball game. You don't want one of your best players being kicked out of the game in that capacity. Now, fortunately, Notre Dame had control of the game. Olivia had 21, but was ejected. And I'm sure Neil Ivey will be talking about keeping your composure moving forward. Sonia Citron had 24 to lead the Fighting Irish to that win over Northwestern in Evanston, 92-58. to those are some first pitches to get the program underway. More on these two basketball games coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Coming up next, our Twitter question of the day. And also still to come, we'll pick some winners for Week 11 in the National Football League and the five things that the Irish offense will need to do to have success against BC on Saturday. Thanks for joining me on this Thursday evening. This is Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Live on 960 AM WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and a live video stream right now on the free Twitch app. This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Five thirty-three at WSBT. Darren Pritchett with you here on WSBT Radio. Each day we have a Twitter question of the day that I post on my Twitter account at nine six zero Sports Beat. Yesterday I asked you this question. 
What is the biggest reason why the Fighting Irish football team has won seven of their last eight games? From 0-2 to 7-3. So what's the biggest reason why? I offered you three choices. Number one, the leadership shown by Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman. Choice number two, the dominance of the Notre Dame run game during this eight-game stretch. Or choice number three, the consistent play of the Notre Dame defense. Here are the results. All three are a reason why they've won seven of eight, but you felt like in third place, 15% of the vote, the play of the Fighting Irish defense. They're now starting to turn over the opposition. You had the pick six in the game against Syracuse and Clemson. So now the turnovers are starting to come after that was not something the Irish were able to do early on in the season. But still, they've been solid. Navy game, it was a rough second half. But overall, Al Golden's defense has played well. 15% of the vote for the play of the Notre Dame defense. Second place in the voting, 26.3%, Marcus Freeman's leadership. This is a time where I disagree with the majority that went with the run game at 58.8%. As I mentioned a moment ago, all three are major factors, but to me it all starts, this football team was 0-2, a hugely disappointing loss to Marshall at home. All of a sudden you're 0-2 and all your goals are gone. I've got to give full credit, 7-8 to head coach Marcus Freeman. The players obviously are still listening. They are bought into what he is showing them about this Notre Dame football program and how he wants it to unfold. We talked about in the first segment, Jared Patterson, all the injuries, NFL draft ahead. He's still playing. Michael Mayer, Isaiah Foskey, all still playing at the current time. They have not given up. They're not getting ready for the NFL draft. To me, it all starts with the guy in charge of the program. And Marcus Freeman still has these guys locked in, which is a credit to him. Because when it was 0-2, or even after the loss to Stanford, this thing could have went in not the greatest of directions. But here we are. Even with that head-scratching loss to Stanford, they have won 7 of 8. And now they got a chance to beat BC to wrap up the year at home and then a chance to knock USC out of the playoff picture at the Coliseum next Saturday. So I get the run game has been awesome. It is the identity of this Irish team, but to me, leadership is where it all begins. We appreciate your vote. You can vote daily at 960 Sports beat. Okay, now to today's question that I posted earlier this afternoon at 960 Sports Beat on Twitter. What is most likely to occur from Saturday's Notre Dame contest against Boston College? I'm giving you four things that could happen in the game. What do you believe is the most likely to take place? Okay, here we go. Choice number one Irish quarterback. 
Drew Pine throws for over 225 passing yards. Recent history would show the last month, not likely to get there. Maybe they throw it a little bit more against BC because of some advantages that they have in front of them and maybe a little bit preparing themselves for USC. You worry about this game, of course. Choice number two, that Notre Dame will rush for over 250 yards. BC is giving up 157 rushing yards per game. That is 82nd in the country. Notre Dame did not run the ball that well against Navy. Navy, with that zero blitz package, man, they did not allow Notre Dame to run it. BC's probably not going to do that. So we take a look at the run game. Will they rush for over 250 yards? That is choice number two. Choice number three, things that could happen in the Notre Dame-BC game, which is most likely to occur. Choice number three is the Irish recording five or more sacks. They're 11th in the country in sacks. Plus, you factor in Boston College. Their quarterbacks have been sacked 39 times this year. Plus, the new quarterback, Moorhead, he has been sacked five times in his two starts. Those being in the last two weeks. So I think it's fair to say, good chance that happens. Irish recording five or more sacks. I almost put it at six, but I decided to go with five. And finally, Notre Dame blocks a punt, which they have five consecutive weeks. So what is most likely to occur in Saturday's Notre Dame-BC game? Drew Pine throws for over 225 yards. The Irish rush for over 250 yards. The Notre Dame defense records five or more sacks. Or Brian Mason's bunch does it again. They block a punt for a sixth consecutive game. We'd love for you to log on to Twitter and search my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat and vote on today's Twitter question of the day. Beginning at 8.30 tomorrow morning, it's another installment of Restaurant of the Week. And this week... We recognize Mishawaka and Granger Barnabies. You can purchase two $25 gift certificates for just $25 at restaurantoftheweek.com. That's right. Buy one, get one free to this week's Restaurant of the Week. Mishawaka and Granger Barnabies now with three locations open to serve you. At the corner of Grape and Edison, at the intersection of Capitol and Cleveland, and now open for carryout pizza orders Barnaby's of Twin Branch on Lincoln Way East, just west of Bittersweet. Tomorrow morning, 8.30, restaurantoftheweek.com. It's Barnaby's in Mishawaka and Granger, and they are thanking you for your patience and continued support. It is 20 minutes in front of 6 o'clock. This is Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Irish, and tonight's Marcus Freeman Show, which airs from 7 to 8 on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. You can listen to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat live or on demand with our free WSBT radio app. Just search WSBT radio in the App Store and Google Play. Now, back to local sports talk on Sports Beat with your host, Darren Pritchett. All right, it is 545 at WSBT. Welcome back to the program. 
Budweiser's weekday sports beat broadcasting live on 960 AM WSBT, a live stream at WSBTradio.com, the WSBT radio app. And also we have our video camera rolling. You can check out the studio and the program via the Twitch app. Upset brewing in college basketball in the Myrtle Beach Invitational Murray State. They've left the Ohio Valley for the Missouri Valley, along with Belmont making the Valley even better in basketball. And right now, Murray State leads number 24, Texas A&M, 60-50 with under 10 minutes to go in the second half. Earlier today, Penn State almost blew a 20-point lead at a against a really good mid-major in Furman, but they walked away with a five-point victory in this tournament. All right, the National Football League, week number 11 starts tonight, and you can hear the game on Sports Radio 960 WSBT featuring the Tennessee Titans, the leaders of the AFC South, taking on the Green Bay Packers, who halted a five-game losing streak by beating the Dallas Cowboys last Sunday. Let's talk some National Football League week number 11. Four teams on a bye this week, including the two teams that played in Germany last Saturday. The Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also idle. The Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We start tonight, Thursday night football. The Titans and the Packers from Lambeau Field. Did Green Bay find something last Saturday coming or last Sunday, excuse me, coming from 14 down in the fourth quarter to beat everybody's favorite America's team, the Dallas Cowboys? Aaron Rodgers took a little bit of a backseat to the running game, I thought, in this contest, despite having those three touchdown passes. I think the Packers. And the Titans are going to play an extremely tight game tonight. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit have had the misfortune of calling some clunkers on the Amazon Prime telecast this year. I think they'll have a doozy tonight at Lambeau. And I'm going to say Green Bay squeaks out the win over Tennessee. I think this is a three, four-point win by Green Bay. So I am taking the pack to beat the Titans. We move ahead to Sunday. Chicago Bears and Atlanta Falcons from Atlanta. This is a toss-up game for me. Falcons have played very well at home this year. The Bears' defense leaking some oil right now, and why not? Quinn traded to the Eagles. Smith shipped to Baltimore. The evolution of fields at quarterback is Huge news for Bears fans. That is a promising development. Atlanta favored by three, over under 49 and a half. I'm just going to lean with the home team, the Falcons, and Marcus Mariota picking up the home win. Browns and Bills, as I told you earlier, the NFL has moved this game from Buffalo to Detroit due to what sounds like five, six feet of snow being dropped on Buffalo between now and Sunday. So the game in Detroit, I have not checked how this has altered the odds. Buffalo was favored by eight earlier today, over under total points, went from 47 down to 41 and a half, and now it may go back up with the game in a dome. I'm gonna take the Bills 
to win in Detroit over Cleveland. Eagles and Colts and Indy. Boy, does this game feel a whole lot different than it did a week ago looking ahead. Eagles a week ago at this time undefeated. Colts start the circus music. Jim Irsay hires Jeff Saturday to become the head coach. A guy that was Frank Reich's personal assistant in 2018 was going to call the offensive plays in Las Vegas. And what do you know? The Colts knock off the Raiders in Vegas. The Eagles lose for the first time at home to the Washington Commanders. Eagles favored by six and a half over under total points 44. I'll go with the Eagles, but I'm sure not that confident at this point. Battle in the AFC East, the Jets and the Patriots playing in the one o'clock window. Bill Belichick chews up young quarterbacks. He chewed up Zach Wilson earlier this year in New Jersey. Now they meet in Foxborough. Patriots only favored by three, over under points 38. I'll go with the Patriots to continue their dominance over the Jets. But I think this is going to be a low scoring tight game. The Rams and the Saints playing in New Orleans. Cooper Cup, the all everything wide receiver for the Rams is out for a few weeks after ankle surgery. I'm going to take the Saints at home. They're favored by four and a half over under 39 points. Not a lot going right for the Rams, the defending world champions at this time. The Detroit Lions going to New Jersey to take on the New York football Giants. The Giants give up 5.5 yards rushing per carry. But they're 7-2, and they figure out ways to win games. Daniel Jones is not throwing interceptions. That's promising. Lions are scoring a lot of points. They've won a couple of games in a row. I'm tempted to go Detroit, but I'm going to wimp out. I'll go ahead and take the Giants at home. They're favored by three over under. Total points is 45. Next up, the Panthers at the Ravens. Baltimore favored by 13 against Carolina. The total points in the game, 41 and a half. Not much to talk about here. I'll take Kyle Hamilton and the Ravens at home to take care of Carolina. The Washington Commanders, fresh off their big win over the Eagles in Philadelphia on Monday Night Football, go down to see Lovey, Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans who have a win and a tie, and that's it. Washington only favored by three. That's one of those head-scratching lines like, hmm, what does Vegas know? Total points, 40 and a half. I'm just going to not overthink it. I'll take the Commanders on the road against Houston. Raiders and Broncos in Denver. Woof. And I say that as a Bronco fan. Woof. This once proud rivalry is down now to the point where the Denver head coach says, well, someone has to win this game. You know what? Not necessarily in the era of 10-minute overtimes. Denver somehow favored by two and a half. Total points, 41 and a half. This is how confident I am. Denver is wearing their color rush uniforms, and they're bringing back the old D with the horse in the middle like they wore for so long. That's the emblem on the helmet. Because of that, it brings back vibes of Craig Morton to Haven Moses or John Elway to Mark Jackson. 
Yeah, Russell Wilson. Oof. I'll go with the Broncos just because I like the helmet. Cowboys and Vikings in Minneapolis. The Vikings stunned Buffalo on the road last week. The Cowboys were stunned by the Packers in Green Bay. Dallas favored by a point and a half, 47 and a half total points. You know what? I believe the Cowboys will upset the Vikings in the Twin Cities this weekend. I'm fading the Vikings after that win and going with the Cowboys. Bengals at Steelers, good old-fashioned AFC North matchup. Cincinnati favored by four in Pittsburgh, total points 41. Let's go with Cincinnati even without Jamar Chase. Looked like they found something last week in their last game. Chiefs and Chargers, Sunday Night Football right here on WSBT Radio. Patrick Mahomes against Justin Herbert. Allen and Williams, the top two wide receivers for the Chargers. Sounds like a good chance they will play after missing last week. Chiefs are the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes doing his thing. So the game in L.A., Kansas City favored by five and a half. Total points, 50. I'm going to go with the favorite, Kansas City, to win in L.A. Not sure about the five and a half, but I will take Kansas City straight up. And finally, we wrap up week 11, Monday Night Football down in Mexico. The 49ers and the Cardinals. San Francisco, an eight-point favorite. Total points, 43 and a half. Let's ride the 49ers to victory. They need this one. Try to knock off the Cardinals in this matchup in Mexico City. That's a look at week number 11 in the National Football League. You can hear the Eagles and the Colts at 1 o'clock on our sister station, 96-1, the ton. And we've got Bears football in Atlanta against the Falcons on our sister station, Quality Rock, 94.3 FM, also at 1 o'clock. Good matchups this week in the National Football League. Looking forward to that Sunday night Chiefs-Chargers game. And I think tonight's game is going to be a lot of fun. Titans and Packers at Lambeau Field. 5.56 is our time. We've got a sports update coming up in a couple of moments. Also still to come, we've got our My 5 question of the day, the five keys for the Irish offense to have success, and our Notre Dame opponent, top 12 rankings. That's next on 960 AM WSBT. One question, five answers. This is the My 5 Questions of the Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And today's question, the top five things the Notre Dame offense needs to do to have success against Boston College Saturday at 2.30. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five. Let's start with control of the game. This is a Boston College team that upset NC State and Raleigh last week. Surprise me. They're 3-7, and seven, cold weather. They don't run it very well. Notre Dame can out-physical them. You want to have control of this football game because ultimately I would love to see, I don't know for how many minutes or how many drives, but late in the ball game, get quarterback Steve Angeli on the field and not just get him on the field, 
to take a couple of snaps, but I'd like to see him throw the football a couple of times just in case next week against USC you might need him or in the bowl game or whenever. Notre Dame has not had full control of a lot of games this year where you could put him in. This would be a great spot to do so. I would like to see Notre Dame make Braden Lindsey a priority. You can get him the football on a jet sweep, bring him in motion, that little flip pass that looks like a run, but it's a pass because Pine just flips it to him forward. Of course, his ability to get down the field. This is a guy who made a spectacular catch against Navy last week. He's only got 19 catches. We've documented the times he's been open and the ball has not been thrown his way. He was not noticed. The ball was thrown over his head. He can have five or six or seven touchdowns this year. Instead, he has two. Could be his final game at Notre Dame Stadium. I believe he said on Tuesday to the meeting he might have another year left. But in case it's his last game, let's make it a memorable one for Braden Lindsey. Okay, okay. Uh, number three. Along the same lines as number five, you want Drew Pine to have success in this game. Build on the first half of the Navy game. Let's just forget about the second half. Give him a passing game that he can handle. Get him ready for USC next week. As I mentioned often, give him easy throws early in the game to allow him to feel good after the first couple of drives. Number two. Got to find a way to reignite wide receiver Lorenzo Styles. He has just been so quiet this year. Every game I think, okay, this is the game he's going to show up. He's got five drops this year. With the passing game being hit and miss, there have not been as many opportunities for Lorenzo to show out his skills. Again, he's got to catch the ball if it's thrown his way, but is there a way to get him more involved, try him in the slot a little bit? He had eight catches and a touchdown against Oklahoma State from the slot last year, but he also had guy by the name of Cone throwing him the football in that game. Number one. And this is pretty easy. Don't forget to run the football. They won't. BC, 82nd of the country, allowing 157 rushing yards per game. Notre Dame, physical up front. I think they can overpower Boston College, and they are going to gobble up a lot of yards in this game on the ground. I think it'll be more balanced than we've seen, but this is still cold weather. Maybe a little snow in the air, windy. If you can run the football on a day like Saturday, that probably means you're going to win the football game. Those are some keys for the Irish offense to have success against BC on Saturday. How are Notre Dame opponents doing? There are a few that have a pretty long losing streak going on right now. We'll rank the Notre Dame opponents next, 608 at WSBT. Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Wesley off balance shot, no good. Atkinson put back. It's good. That's it. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Notre Dame in double overtime. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. Happy St. Patrick's Day, baby. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It's also your home of Fighting Irish Basketball. Last night, Mike Bray's squad improved to 3-0 as they collected their third consecutive 
home non-conference victory, this time over the Screaming Eagles of Southern Indiana, 82-70. It was a game that Notre Dame took control of early on in the contest. They had really good ball movement in the first portion of the first half and built a very nice lead in the first half. Let's relive some of the moments of last night's game through the voice of Fighting Irish Basketball, Tony Simeone right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And Goodwin this time will inbound. Back door, yeah, there you go. Leszewski ducking to the rim, catches a bounce pass and punches it home. Beautiful inbound set. The Irish lead 7-2. Takes a look inside, throws it to Campbell out front. Now Wurtz off a pick to the right wing. Catches, fires, and nails it. Trey Wurtz with a triple. He gets on the board for the first time tonight, averaging 16.5 points per game for the first two contests. We'll hand off to Goodwin at the right wing. 12 to shoot. They pitch it over to Sterling, just beyond the three-point line left wing. As Zona comes to free with a pick, Starling down the lane, gliding to the rim, and he banks it in. Great finish by Starling. Bursts around a pick, glides to the cup for his first two of the game. 33-19, Notre Dame leads by 14. Skips it over to Ryan at the right wing, guarded by Lakes. Steps around a pick in rhythm. Three's on the way, and in. Cormac Ryan has 13 points. It's now 15 consecutive games in double figures going back to last season. Lube in the rebound, that's going to do it. They'll call off the dogs. Clock's going to run out here, and Notre Dame is off to a perfect 3-0 start thanks to an 82-70 victory over Southern Indiana. You know, I'm mentally preparing us for a hard games and um, uh, but I thought we did a great job building you're right they put a little bit on us but I thought we you know kind of responded and didn't have to get to game situations um, and, and one of the things we talked about is you know you, you, you should you, you talk about other teams in the league like we got to keep our nose clean we you know we gotta you know can you know I, I went into the scouting yesterday and I said did Boston College and Florida State handle their business last night Oh, all right. Well, we got to handle our business. Let's handle our business. And we got one more. We get through that, and then we get. We need a little bit of rest because these guys are logging it. We need a little bit of rest over the weekend, and then tune it back up for next next week. Some of the comments of Fighting Irish head coach Mike Bray after the 82-70 win over Southern Indiana last night. Well, all five starters scored in double figures last night for Mike Bray's team, led by Trey Wirtz. What a start to the season for Wirtz as he has taken the spot of Marcus Hammond in the starting lineup due to Hammond's knee injury, and hopefully he'll be back in the next week. And Mike Bray told Wirtz before the season started, don't just fill in, take the job. Don't give it back. Hammond can come off the bench. Well, Wirtz is definitely putting up quite a fight right now. Trey last night, 6 of 12 from the field, 3 of 9 from the three-point line, 20 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds, and played a team-high 35 minutes and 30 seconds. Nate Lashevsky coming off his ACC Player of the Week honor, did a really nice job last night, taking the ball off the dribble again, knocking down shots from the outside, 18 points, 10 rebounds on 6 of 10, shooting 2 out of 4 from the three-point line. Dane Goodwin, 14 points on five of seven shooting and always contributes in other ways. Three rebounds, two assists, 
and a steal in 34 minutes of action. Cormac Ryan did most of his damage from the free throw line, hitting 7 of 8. He ended up with 13 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. And the freshman, J.J. Starling, 4 of 12 from the field. He did not connect on a three-pointer in four attempts, 10 points, 5 rebounds, assist, and a steal. For the Notre Dame basketball team, it's always important to look at the rebound category. And last night, they broke even against Southern Indiana, each team with 35 rebounds, only five offensive rebounds for the Fighting Irish, eight for Southern Indiana. Turnovers were not a factor in the game. Notre Dame did a pretty good job taking care of the basketball. Van Allen Lubin, the freshman big guy, committed three of the ten Irish turnovers. Now, Notre Dame went up by 21 in the second half. The lead got down to eight in the second half. Southern Indiana put together a good push with a combination of getting the ball to the bucket and knocking down a few more three-point shots in the second half. They went two of nine from the three-point line in the first half, five of 12 in the second half. But Notre Dame, the veteran group, able to settle things down, and they walked away with the 82-70 victory over a Southern Indiana team that played Missouri close in Columbia to start their year and then beat a really good Missouri Valley team in Southern Illinois Carbondale in their second contest, and they beat the Salukis by double digits. So this is another good, solid mid-major victory for this Fighting Irish basketball team. After the game, the voice of the Irish, Tony Simeone, right here on WSBT Radio, interviewed the winning head coach of the Fighting Irish, Mike Bray. It was your best defensive yeah. performance of the year, and I thought as a team you defended really well, but also I thought Cormac on Jelani Simmons, their leading scorer, was fantastic, and it really started with him. Yeah, he was, he, and he's been fabulous to give him that, and, and we were worried about the three-point line, um, and overall we did a pretty good job. They got loose a little bit in the second half, but you're right, uh, taking, taking Simmons away, and that was Cormac Ryan's you know, responsibility was great, and and then, uh, you know, I thought we were pretty efficient on offense, making great decisions. And, you know, we get to the foul line, and it's a great weapon for us. I mean, I, I think we could lead the nation in free throw percentage. Yeah. I mean, we're really good. We get there, and, and, and we capitalize. And, you know, that's something we've got to keep doing. And you mentioned 23 for 28 from the line tonight. You were 87% coming in, 82% tonight. I look at the stat sheet, Coach. I see five guys again in double figures. I think you had five the other night. And Van Allen Lubin had nine, so almost six. Once again, you're getting tremendous balance offensively. How valuable is that, that it could be somebody different every night? Yeah, I, I think, you know, um, the offensive possessions we've had, even tonight when it gets to eight, have been calm hmm. and poised. And, you know, I think it's your older guys kind of knowing who you are. I also think it's Trey Wirtz. Mm -hmm. I think Trey Wirtz, demeanor, body language, you know, I, I, I told him I feel like – Last year, Prentice Hub, Chris Thomas, Martin Inglesby. You always need a quarterback, a point guard, where you look out there and go, okay, he's communicating. Them, and, and I think he's really established himself running our team like that. It's been fun to watch a different version of Trey Words we haven't seen in his time here. It's, it's fantastic. Nate Leshevsky, we talked about him before the game. Three straight games now to start the year with double-doubles. I mean, he seems incredibly reliable for you this year. Tonight, it's 18-10. and 10. You expecting this from him the rest of the way? Yeah, I, I I don't think there's anybody in our league playing better than him. I think it's exciting for us as a coaching staff, and I think for our fans to watch how he has improved 
his confidence, and he's not just a shooter. He's doing yeah. a little bit of everything, putting it on the floor, getting to the foul line, and leading us. You know, he's a, he is an unbelievable defensive voice in the back. When, you, when our guards are trying to guard guys, yeah. you always hear Nate's voice. He's got a great voice. But, I, again, I, I think, you know, uh, Starling and, and Lubin are going to be key for us, yeah. and they just keep getting more confident. Last one I have for you is just the quick turnaround. You've got the single off day tomorrow before Lipscomb. It's going to be game four of five here at home to begin the season. You have some guys that have played a lot of minutes here in the first week of the year. Just yeah. what's the point of emphasis for tomorrow and then as you get ready for Friday and Lipscomb coming to town? Tomorrow's an interesting day because we only have one day in between, unlike the, these first three, and a very different style of play. This is a Princeton offense playing slower, hmm running their methodical stuff where the first three teams were playing fast and coming down on us and taking us off the dribble but we're going to be we're going to have to do that mentally and by way of video and walking <laughs> through because we need fresh legs for friday and we need to get some recovery and do it mentally and in a walkthrough there you go fighting irish head coach mike bray with tony simeone as the Irish improved to 3-0 with an 82-70 victory over Southern Indiana. We saw Lubin play 23 minutes off the Irish bench last night. The freshman Dom Campbell got three and a half minutes. Matt Zona got in in the first half, got beat a couple of times right around the basket, and Southern Indiana picked up four quick points. He also had a turnover in two minutes and 45 seconds. And Robbie Carvey, who has been so banged up in his Notre Dame career, got on the floor last night for a minute and 24 seconds. As Coach Bray was talking about, Notre Dame will take on Lipscomb Friday at 7 o'clock right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30. The ninth-ranked Irish women's basketball team was also in action last night, their first two road game at Evanston against Northwestern. The Irish walked away with a 92-58 victory. The story of the game as players got heated in this contest in the second quarter as Notre Dame guard Olivia Miles stepped into a, a confrontation between teammate Natalia Marshall and Northwestern's Paige Mott. Marshall and Mott both received technicals. Miles got involved. She got a technical. Three Northwestern players rejected for coming off the bench during that sequence. Now, later on in the third quarter, Miles got into a verbal kind of sparring match with Northwestern guard Haley Weaver, and Miles picked up her second technical and was ejected from the game. So that's an All-American who definitely lost her composure for Notre Dame last night. She finished with 21 points, six rebounds, and two assists, but definitely a learning moment for Olivia Miles. It's one thing to step in for a teammate, but the, the verbal confrontation, that's something that just can't happen. Now, the good news is the Irish had control this game, and they walked away with an easy victory over Northwestern. Sonia Citron had 24 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists for the Fighting Irish last night as they moved their record to 3-0. A transfer from Stanford is guard Jenna Brown, and in 15 minutes last night, Brown had three points and four assists, and she was on the post game on our sister station, Live 99.9, as Sean Styers talked to one of the newcomers of this Fighting Irish basketball team, Jenna Brown. 
Well, congratulations, first of all. Finally got your first points for Notre Dame. How'd it feel? It felt great. It felt really <laughs> great. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, kind of an interesting game out there tonight, as it turned out, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely an interesting game. <laughs> um, not quite as many fouls as against Cal, but it was it was pretty closely, you know, I guess called 40, what did it end up being? 48 fouls here tonight. It was 15, wow. 59 <laughs> the other day what's it like trying to kind of stay in a flow when you've got that many fouls being called um i know it's difficult you know obviously basketball is a game of runs and momentum and fouls obviously break up the momentum so um definitely a little bit harder to stay locked in when there's that many fouls but sometimes games just get called like that and um you have to just stick with it you you know we've seen you wearing that big brace mm -hmm. on on your leg how does it feel right now? What's it like playing with, with a brace that big? Um, honestly, I'm just really blessed to say that, you know, when I go out on the court, my knee is not the thing I'm thinking about, you know. <laughs> so I think there was a long time when I thought every time I'd be on the court, that would be the thing that was on my mind. But right now, I just want to be the best player I can be for my teammates and for my coaches. And I'm fortunate to be at a point in my health where my knee isn't my number one priority on the court. So Right. I can imagine after, you know, obviously dealing with all that you dealt with at Stanford yeah. and everything. What's what's this transition been like for you coming here to Notre Dame? Um, obviously, you know, it's hard to change schools, especially as a senior. You know, I was kind of set in my ways. I'd been there for right. four years. So um, definitely difficult to change schools. But my coaches have been great. My teammates have been great. And um, the Notre Dame community has been just super warm and welcoming. So it's it's been a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Are you kind of starting to gain some more confidence, uh, you know, as you kind of roll along now? For sure. I think every time I get to step out on the court and just get better, I get more confidence. So, um, yeah, just trying to, to stay on top of my knees, stay on top of my health, and make sure my mind is, you know, locked in with all our plays and personnel stuff and all that type of stuff. But, right. um, yeah, every time I get to play, my confidence is definitely growing, so it's great. All right. Congratulations again, Jenna. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Thank That was newcomer Jenna Brown speaking with Sean Styers, the voice of the Irish women's basketball team. So Notre Dame picks up the victory over Northwestern. More Budweiser's weekday sports beat coming up in a moment. Some sports wagering conversation on the way next on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Show me the money. We go with Sizzler. We go with Sizzler. weekday sports beat continues on your home of the Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. Are we going to Sizzler segment? Based on the fantastic movie from a couple of decades ago, White Men Can't Jump. Of course, they were out on the court trying to make a little extra money so they could go to Sizzler. That's what we're here to do with sports wagering. Make enough money so you can enjoy a little sizzler. Let's recap the four suggestions from last night's program. We begin with two wagers from the Notre Dame Southern Indiana contest. We took Southern Indiana to cover against the Fighting Irish. I took Southern Indiana plus 15 and a half. And that turned out to be a really good choice. Notre Dame got up by 21. Southern Indiana cut it to eight, and they kind of met in the middle, those two numbers, as Southern Indiana lost by 12. They needed to 
lose by 15 or less. Well, it worked out just perfectly. Southern Indiana covers the 15 and a half. Then we went with the over of 148 and a half points between Notre Dame and Southern Indiana. The game got off to a slow offensive pace. Southern Indiana was not shooting well in the first half, but they're a second half team. At least they've shown that in the first two games. And the offense really picked up in the second half as the two teams combined for 67 points in the first half, 85 in the second half, and we went over that number at 152. The one suggestion we lost last night, Kent State minus seven against Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan won the game outright 31 to 24, so that did not work out. But we bounced back with our NHL suggestion from last night, a 60-minute line, which means there were three choices. The Blues win in regulation, the Blackhawks win in regulation, or there was a tie. And I took the Blues on the road at the United Center, to win in that 60-minute time frame, and we got that wager at minus 105. Blues won last night against Chicago 5-2. So it was a 3-1 night last night. We're 4-4 for the week, and now for the season, 218-196-6. It's now time for four suggestions for this Thursday. And let's start with tonight's Thursday night football game which can be heard right here on WSBT Radio. And by the way, tonight we're using DraftKings Sportsbooks lines to make our suggestions. We've got the Packers and the Titans playing tonight at Lambeau Field. Titans coming off a win at home over the Broncos. The Packers knocked off the Cowboys at Lambeau late Saturday afternoon. Is Green Bay ready to build on that performance? Titans bring that physical run game to Lambeau Field. I think this is going to be a tight game. That's why I went with an alternate line that DraftKings Sportsbook is offering. I'll take the Packers minus 2.5 at minus 145. Also tonight, we're going to go with Tennessee Titans running back, Derrick Henry, an anytime touchdown at minus 150. Now let's move to the NHL. Former Irish captain Anders Lee and the New York Islanders are in Smashville. That's Nashville to take on the Predators. I've got the Predators on home ice. Winning this game outright will take Nashville on the money line at minus 120. And there's some college hockey tonight in the Big Ten Conference. It is number two Minnesota visiting number three Michigan. Now the Irish have faced both of these teams. So I've got a good feel for both squads. The Irish were swept by the Gophers in Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago. Last weekend, Michigan here in South Bend routed Notre Dame in Game 1, 5-1. Notre Dame erased a 2-0 deficit in Game 2, and they came all the way back and beat Michigan in overtime 3-2. Now, I'm a voter in a national poll, the USCHO.com poll, and this week I have Denver number 1, Michigan number 2, Minnesota, number three. I believe Michigan has more upside than Minnesota. I believe they're the better hockey team right now. Is it going to show up on the ice tonight? I hope so because I'm going with Michigan on the money line to win that Big Ten hockey showdown with Minnesota in Ann Arbor. We'll take the Wolverines at minus 130. So, again, the four suggestions for tonight. An alternate line, the Packers minus 2.5 at minus 145. 
Titans running back Derrick Henry, an anytime touchdown at minus 150. From the NHL, the Predators on the money line to take care of the Islanders in Nashville at minus 120. And Michigan hockey on the money line at home against the Gophers at minus 130. We like to do an underdog pick. It's got to be a plus number. And tonight, again from Thursday Night Football, I'm going with Packers running back A.J. Dillon, a former Boston College running back. He'll watch his Eagles take on the Irish Saturday at Notre Dame Stadium. I've got Dillon scoring an anytime touchdown at plus 160. That's going to wrap up Budweiser's weekday sports beat for tonight. And our program is brought to you by our title sponsor, Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Football fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, now with three locations to serve you. Their newest location on Lincoln Way in the Twin Branch area is now open for carryouts. Barnaby's, the family inn. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. By Four Winds Casinos, your entertainment escape. Must be 21 years old. Please play responsibly. By Legacy Heating and Air, a Cook family business. Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt. Don't shop or new beginnings have happy endings. By South Bend Orthopedics. Team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. Midland Engineering Company beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. By the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. By Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance, for surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget, call Tim at 574-232-9981. And by Edward Jones, making sense of investing, contact Sean Stevens in South Bend or Bob Borlick in North Liberty. I hope you'll stick around. We have the Marcus Freeman Show coming up next here on WSBT Radio. And then it's Thursday Night Football, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 5 o'clock on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on WSBT. WSBT.